and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Nightlight. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. I am so fortunate tonight to have a good friend um, and a colleague as guest tonight. His name is Lynn Buss, and he is probably the finest numerologist that I have ever met. But on top of that, I want to give you a little bit of his background because it's actually, it's impressive. He has an MA and EDS. He's been leading seekers into a deeper study and exploration of numerology for over 50 years. He brings a unique background to the understanding of numerology and the wellness process of self-growth. In 2014, he marked his 40th year as a published author. And during his earlier years, he studied multiple theories of esoteric and metaphysical subjects, including Eastern religion and philosophies, reincarnation, astrology, and yoga, to mention but a few. And his academic years in pursuit of three degrees in psychology took him into humanistic psychology, transpersonal psychology, and parapsychology. Forget that one. Um, The academic evidence, along with his personal studies, mystical events, and glimpses into cosmic consciousness has given him an extraordinary perspective into the understanding of human psychology and behavior. As a one-time psychotherapist and alternative, alternative wellness practitioner, he utilized multiple healing modalities. He is obviously a remarkable man. I came to know him because I fell in love with his book, called uh, Numerology for the New Age, and that's not his most recent book, but it's the one that I 
I had and I used to the I, I read it I read it to the time to the point that um, actually the pages all fell out. I had been through it so often and I put it on my website because I recommended it because for me it was the absolutely best information that I found out there. And apparently he saw it. He wrote me a thank you. We began talking and ever since then, at least once a year, we get together to compare what our predictions are for the next year. And it's always been an enlightening experience because quite often um, we have found that our the feelings, the predictions that we have have been very synchronistic, though coming from, from apparently two different modalities. So I want to welcome you to my new show station, <clears throat> Lynn. I'm so glad you're here. I am here. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> you know, you always give me performance anxiety. I feel like I'm obligated to say something profound and meaningful here. <laughs> well, I've never found that you said anything that wasn't that. Um, you have always managed to um, – I, I, I love the fact that, that you can take the numbers and you can get the most amazing information out of them. And I do want to mention also to, to everybody that his website – is um, let me get back to it um, forevernumerology.com and it is the most amazing website there's a calculator there you can put your your name into it gives you all of your numbers and it interprets all of the numbers for you if you take the time to dig for it um, I highly recommend his book but his website is just as just as good as a ma matter of fact I think they're both equal but um, it is, it is just phenomenal to me how simply, you know, you, you don't think of numbers as being a predictive quotient, and yet they actually are. Are you there? Yeah, it certainly is one aspect of it is um, it just it provides sort of, a, for me, kind of an intuitive focus um, to you go through the number and into the moment and um, – Numbers are sort of a static uh, symbol that represents movement. It represents cycles. It represents energy. It represents the relationships of and the movement of energy. And in a similar way to astrology, you um, you can discover aspects of self. There, there's a, a predictive quality to it. It's not uh, you know 100% accurate, but as I say it sort of like having a focal point you go through that symbol and and into the moment that would be sort of an ideal connection well you know there are what there are nine numbers and many combinations thereof uh, i know that you you take a person's name at birth and you you put the numbers to those and that's what gives you the life number and the soul number and all of the other numbers. Um, one of the fascinating things that, that I found that, and, and I, I am not as, as great a student of numerology as, as I would like to be, but um, I know we're in a nine year and as, as it being a nine year, it is a time when things are tied up, things are brought to conclusion and things are, sort of it's it's a time in which you know there is completion because next year is a one year and a, a one year is a, a birthing time a time of new beginnings i exactly. think okay <laughs> so I, I think maybe we might uh, explain a little bit to the listener how you got that nine year it's what we call the universal year 
Uh-huh. And it's simple. Uh, in this, you know, for 2016, it's just a matter of simple addition. Two plus one is three, plus six is nine. And um, next year, of course, would be a 10, which one plus zero becomes a one. One, we call it universal year. And um, in, in numerology, when working with the individual, we work with what's called the personal year. And the personal year, you take the month of birth, the day of birth, plus the universal year. And and then, um, as you mentioned, it works in nine-year cycles. And then those cycles repeat, but on a different level each time. And so... Um, we're looking at the at the closure this year, and it just it seems you know I was sitting here with the first thing I was going to say is uh, I would like to kind of confirm a feeling of within my own self that there are people that say that time is speeding up, and it certainly feels like that because I'm just sitting here thinking it was like it seems like two weeks ago you know we did 2016 and it seems like. Four weeks ago, we did 2015. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, it, it was it was funny because last year I was almost embarrassed about my um, the the um, overview because I am I have been called and I and I will say that most of the time I deserve the title of a Pollyanna. And last year, my overview for the year was was for me a little scary because it did. It did call for upheaval and it did call for a lot of different things that normally would not have come out of my fingers. And yet it it all appeared to come into fruition, which which always amazes me. I mean, I love yeah. to get confirmation, but it, it was a little scary. And the more and more I have talked to people and, and that element of time speeding up, absolutely, I have experienced it as well. It's, it's kind of like, holy mackerel, it's only been a year and, yeah. and and when I look back at that year, it's it's it it it, it went so fast. Yeah, and exactly. I don't I don't know if it's the fact that I'm getting older, <laughs> or or um. But, I've but been I don't used to that myself. Uh, well, but I don't think that's the case. I really no. don't. I I really believe that that uh, time is shifting, time is changing, and and because of that. It, it it is speeding up. I mean, I don't think, yeah. you know, clockwise, but as far a, as our... There is a scientific theory in, in, um, that it is, and it just, it feels like that, you know, and I mean, we don't, we don't experience it, but if, if you could compare it like to say a hundred years ago, we're experiencing in hours what might have taken days or weeks, and if you go back further, uh, it's even faster, and, you know, we are just... Um, on a whirlwind of growth and amazing possibilities. And um, this year, I think, accentuates that. Um, Do you think technology is partially responsible for that? Well, I think that technology is a reflection of the acceleration in consciousness. And, you know, they sort of, one affects the other, right? We well, wake yeah. up, we, we expand our consciousness, the technology is improved, that contributes to the expansion yeah no it's it's to me it's it's such an amazing process and i keep thinking okay you know why am i feeling this way and and yet i i know that the consciousness has expanded there is no doubt about that when i started in this field in the 60s um i could have been fired from my job just for the fact that i was i, I was involved in this field and 
by the time I quit teaching, um, you know, I, I was doing readings at lunchtime. So that, so that you know, the, the acceptance of, of, of a spiritual, of a metaphysical concept or a parapsychological um, uh, viewpoint is now very much accepted and more so than ever before. And it's funny because I was in a um, – I live in, a, in New England and I, there are, there's the you know, old-fashioned New England belief system going on here for mm. sure. And mm-hmm. I was in a house built in 1740, and, and there was a spirit in the house. And in the room I was in, it was the room that, that she was discovered in. And there mm-hmm. was a whole great big long st- story connected to it. But but as people came through, I said, this is called Susan's Room, and this is why it's called, and this is the story behind her and what happened in the 1770s. Now, there was a time where you know pitchforks and torches would have been called into, into yeah. view, and, and I would have been hauled off. And yep. yet... People who really didn't maybe weren't in, involved in the field or anything, they actually listened to the story. And there was a time in this area where that would have absolutely been enough to have me, you know, run out of town, tarred and feathered. So, you know, it, it, there's very little that you can actually say these days that people will be shocked by. I mean, unless it's, you know, foul mouth and stuff like that. But, but a metaphysical or a spiritual viewpoint is is very accepted maybe not agreed with but accepted these days yes certainly i think that is a a part of the awakening and you know if we look at the nine year that we're in the nine is a a year of closure and it it tends to bring there are two facets of nine nine uh, on in the individual personal year is a year that that brings to the surface a lot of the things in our lives that are no longer working. It stirs up things in the dark side. It brings to our attention issues that we have not wanted to face or um, uh, feelings that have been repressed or experiences oftentimes negative that have been hidden and repressed. And in a similar way, on um, a nine-year universally, starts to activate and bring more to the surface things that have been hidden uh, and as well as the aspirations of humanity. And as I say in therapy, when you get rid of our stuff or when you clear out the hidden and bring the dark into the light, then we open the door to illumination, to dreams, to uh, utopia possibilities and that sort of thing. And I think that, you know, if we look back at this year, there's just been a lot of dark stuff coming to the surface and we're just actually sort of tapping the surface of it. And one of the things I think next year is that a lot of that that has been stirred up will come out into light and into um, public attention. And a lot of things that have been hidden and a lot of, you know, behind the scenes control mechanisms that have affected humanity will be recognized and people will begin to um, apply these teachings and live these teachings. And, I, I, you know, I think we are going to see the beginning of a new world this coming year. I, you know, I would tend to agree with you. And, and, and yet, with any birthing situation, there, there is that element of, of upheaval and uh, destroying the foundations and, and, and building anew. And I do I felt as well that the, that, that was a process that was going to, to happen. And it, it, it felt to me last year I kept feeling 
there, there's an element here that, that feels as though very much last year when we were doing this talk, I kept saying it feels like revolution is coming. It, it feels like there is upheaval coming. And yeah. if we if we don't pay attention to history, we're, we're doomed to repeat it. And 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 that seems to be what has unfolded. But but what I'm seeing here, very much like you are, is, is that there there is um, a new I, I don't even want to say a new world order, but it, it does feel as though it is just that. It isn't just the United States going through this kind of upheaval. It's it's going well, on globally. It's global, yeah. And, it's globally, and, and, and it, it, if you look uh, with an expanded view, it's not only globally, it's systemically, which means the entire solar system. There's upheaval and change on every planet in various ways, depending on the, the structure of that planet and it. Um, these are energies that are galactic energies, as well as human energies, as well as spiritual energies, and um, all these things are are activated and stimulated now. And I think that that contributes to the sense that everyone is, is stirred up. You know, I, it would be a word that I would use. That's that's a good one. And and uh, you know, it isn't that that we have that we are a so much a, a group consciousness we are individuals and so everybody is getting that 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 ascension that that stretch um you know they are stretching from where they were to to another level and and it is creating amazing upheaval in people's lives i i am finding so many people you know that that, that come to me for for readings and, and counseling and stuff like that 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 they all feel as though Oh my God! Life is over. It's the end of the world, and you know it's 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 sort it's sort of like you know the harmonic convergence thing. It it or mm. or even the Aztec you know calendar thing. Yeah, I mean it it is the end of an age. We're coming in, I, I believe, into the Aquarian age. <coughs> um, I, I I think, but but we are at the end of of the Piscean age and and moving into another age and. Because of that, everything shifts, and it and it it, it it's shifting in you know in spite of us or become of us I, because of us. I'm not sure which one it is, yeah, but <laughs> so so that, so that we are a contributor to to the acceleration of whatever it is that's going on. And there are people that are going to, I feel at least in this no in most countries. I'm not going to say just this country. There are people that are going to hold to the old order to the point of um, of violence. I do feel that we are in yeah. for a year, this next year, in which there's going to be violence in, in all countries. There are going to be riots. There are going to be um, – and, and I'm seeing I, – I think, I think I spoke with you earlier on, on – I keep seeing that, that um, September through December of next year, I, I'm feeling, especially in this, the sanctuary cities, I'm seeing riots and I'm seeing fires and – I mean, it will all be held down. It will all, you know, it'll all be put in our past. But, but it's going to be. I feel this is going to be a very difficult year. Yet, at the yeah. same time, I feel it holds a great deal of positive promise as well. Yeah. If I could um, take a few moments um, and set this up numerologically, so I can then I can banter with you as to my my and and uh, respond back and forth with that. Sure, I'd, go ahead. I'd like to kind of set it up numerolog numerologically. We're looking at a one universal year, 
One is the number of, among several things, it is the number of will. And so will is an issue that is is very important in, you know, in the whole global and individual and, and spiritual dynamics. So there's individual will, which means it's time for individuals to assert their own identity, to to become aware of their individuality. Um, a lot, one oftentimes will, when there's willfulness, a strong-willed or negative-willed person is going to want to control or dominate. And so um, there's the issue then of, of asserting willfulness. Uh, and when you do that against a, a controlling force, then there is a tendency or possibility for rebellion or or transformation. Uh, there's the will of nations, uh, and then there's divine will. And um, it's, uh, you know, is mankind, first of all, are individuals ready to stand up against uh, forces that control, uh, controlling forces that are imposing their will over masses of population through various means. And when there is when that when that happens, there is assertiveness, which means healthy willfulness, or there can be aggressiveness. And when you have conflict of wills, then then what you're saying is is an absolute possibility. You know, when someone does not want to give up control, or does not want to stop that sense of domination, then there's 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 you know a, a confrontation of wills. And that's a very real possibility, and a lot of times wars are initiated uh, in a one year because of that reason of willfulness, of, of aggressiveness rather than healthy assertiveness. So um, if we take that, the negative side of that and conflict or, or uh, confrontational side of that, what you're seeing makes you know a lot of sense, and I, I think that it, it's got to happen to some degree in order for this change to take place and you know a lot of pent-up anger and frustration from people that have been repressed and and controlled so long there's going to be some of that and hopefully it doesn't get out you know totally out of hand and i think that it it, it will be a part of the transformation unfortunately human um, evolution kind of works that way <laughs> so <clears throat> I think what you're saying, you know, just it fits into that context. And then another aspect of, of the one, if you're looking in the individual chart, when a person goes through the one year, one is very masculine. It has to do with the relationship with your father, grandfather, male authority figures in your life. And um, if there's been abuse or uh, misuse or or domination or control or anger associated with that it, it it brings those male archetypes to the surface and it's working through the <clears throat> excuse me the negative aspect and into connection with our own inner animus or our own inner male and so in a similar way on a global scale we're dealing with um the masculine energy <clears throat> excuse me I, i'm hitting some of my own buttons here <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, we're dealing with masculine energy and the trans the transition of masculine energy because one of the things you kind of hinted at, and that is that males have been in control. It's been a patriarchal control over the planet for well, probably thousands of years. 
<coughs> and you know the it's basically a feminine planet so men in control have become over time afraid of the feminine energy and and we've seen what you've described the suffering of women the the denial of the of the feminine polarity and um a, the attempt to control that feminine energy and women who have been wise or women who have been healers or women who have had knowledge of natural remedies or of uh, different uh, qualities of wisdom have more often than not been uh, punished or tortured or condemned or, you know, goodness knows what has happened. And so the, the, this year, the coming year, will be a very, very definitive year. Is, uh, is that male polarity going to continue to want control and denial of the feminine energy or will there be a, an embracing of the feminine energy within the masculine c- control and that male need for control? and a balancing of the two energies. And that's where there's another possibility of um, of conflict, you know, where there's, there is a lot of pent-up resentment and a lot of anger through through women over time and over history that come, that's coming to the surface. And um, will, it, will there be a battle of the sexes and more tension in that sense? Or you know, uh, an embracing and a balancing and a healthy interaction. So those are two sort of underlying themes that that, um, that I'm looking at. And then from that, we can kind of work from there. Yeah, and, you know, I, I have felt that, that <clears throat> there was a time, not this year, but, but in the past where, um, like New York City was the this, this stirring pot of, of, you know, humanity and, and all different races, religions, and, and, and whatever came into New York and, and, you know, that we were all blended together. And, and for a period of time, we were not, um, different groups were not isolated. But of late, it, it appears that not only by, by color, but by religion, but by gender, there are, def- there are groups which, which I haven't seen in, in in my lifetime how how it's it's different groups banding together uh, more so than ever before and and you know you would have thought that that as we got older as a, a culture that we would have become a more homogeneous collection of people but but now it it's you know religion separates us color separates us and 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 the sexual component is here too i mean we had a woman running for president which was the first time that's ever happened and it, it, where one would think that that was a breakthrough it does not appear that it has we've had a, a a black president where one would have thought that would have been opening the door it apparently slammed a door both of those doors got slammed instead of opening them up to the potential of of other people coming in with those same characteristics it feels almost as though we put our foot in the water it was too cold and we pulled it back and said not going there again for a while and and so I, I feel in many ways that we've gone backwards in order to go. I, I mean, I'm wondering if consciousness does a retrograde like the planets do, you know, move yeah. forward and then go in retrograde and then move forward again and then go in retrograde. It, it seems to me that, that the year coming, like I said before, has, has a great deal of upheaval in it and not only 
politically speaking, but it feels as though um, the element of natural disasters were going to increase as well. Do, do yeah. you do you I, see that yeah, as well? I was just working on some uh, uh, predictions. I do a monthly article, and I'm I'm working on that, and I uh, I'm ju- and I'm just looking at the earthquake uh, maps today, and yes, um, I do think that the, that there will be a, a more issues with weather and uh, intense storms, um, volcanic activity, earthquake activity. I think next year is we'll see that increase as well because those things sort of reflect the the disturbances in human consciousness, don't they? Yeah. You know, the, the earth the earth relates to you know if there's stress in humanity and anger and and things then I think that the the earth feels that and responds and the, and then the changes in the earth affect humanity and you know the, the we've spoken of the acceleration of consciousness and you you're going to that is going to manifest wherever you are at so if you are unstable and 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 uh, uncertain and uh, angered, then then your reaction is going to be one of violence and and uh, impulsive actions and and things that get out of control. If you are spiritually inclined and disciplined, that energy will be elevated. You know, through different uh, breathing techniques or through uh, mantras or through uh, Kundalini or tantric or uh, various exercises. And you take that energy, you you recognize it, you channel it, and you focus into uh, a higher state of consciousness and and the opportunity to experience a, a greater degree of enlightenment and illumination. And that's, I think, the direction that a, lo- a growing percentage of the planet is going to experience. And if that's true, then that uh, that level of awakening brings a, a certain element of poise, a certain element of of um, harmony that doesn't allow this to go into a, a nuclear holocaust and a third world war and a decimated planet, and we go underground and live in a Mad Max world. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't see that coming. Uh, you know, I think that's another timeline. That's another possible reality. It's possible that people will take that timeline and that planet may go on. But at the same time, uh, there's likely a divergence into another timeline where we do, we don't go through that and we do see a rebirthing. Yes, there'll be some pain. Yes, there'll be some upheaval. Yes, there'll be uh, some conflict. Uh, Hopefully of a minimal proportion or percentage compared to the the uh, illumination and the expansion and the uh, awakening that that can take possibly take place and I, I you know I just I have a really optimistic sense about it but it may be a little troublesome getting there. <laughs> you think? Um, well, well, I know we're coming into a one year universally, and that's exciting. That's to me that's exciting because it it really means that that there is a new beginning yes, potential exactly. for everybody and it's the potential but what happens if for instance a person is experiencing a personal year that is a nine in i mean a nine a, a nine personal year in a nine universal year has to be really just i mean it, it has to suck 
You mean a nine personal year with a nine universal year? Yeah. Well, it can work two ways. Um, the, the, the individual going through that along with their own individual stuff, they, they can be overwhelmed by the, the magnitude of the change going on in the world around them and just overwhelmed, you know, with the negativity, the crime, the, the corruption, the, the, uh, the hidden um, sexual issues that are becoming more uh, um, coming out into public uh, attention. And they, you know, they can they suffer the angst of the masses as well as their own, and, and that can be kind of a just add to the individual stress, you know, the carrying the burden of that collective stress, and by processing and 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 recognizing and working through their own stuff and releasing that, they actually then are contributing to the possibility of a more harmonious world making it easier for other people to do that and um, opening the door to um, a, a, a potential utopian consciousness because, you know, once you, as I say to the individual, once you get a, rid of the stuff, you open the door to infinite possibilities of transformation, of um, expression of your own creativity and your own um, I, um, personal potential and talents and spiritual gifts. And I think that's coming for humanity is that we collective, collectively begin to recognize um, the possibility of a world of new technologies, of new healing skills, of interaction with other worlds and other civilizations and, a, and a, a massive expansion of consciousness. I think we'll see the beginning of that next year, more so than the darkness that's been holding us back and and hiding and and keeping us from seeing that. Well, I have often said that that I really felt that we were in a dark age. That you know that 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 spiritually speaking. We were going through at least a decade or more, uh, and, and it's probably much longer. But you know, as far as my awareness goes, that that spiritually speaking, we've been in the dark ages. That that the spiritual has not been given the opportunity not only to grow but to manifest to a great degree, and it does feel as though as we get into the the one year. That, that that potential is there for people to actually utilize their gifts without the fear of, of being, you know, chastised or, yeah. or punished for it. Well, we've been, we've been living in ages of dogma and, and um, control and very limited perception of science, of religion, uh, of technology. And a lot of the breakthroughs, unfortunately, are hidden in, in government projects and used for military purposes and um, I think the, uh, the information about that kind of technology that's available as more and more people realize how it's being used it's going to also change the, the whole perception of control and those technologies are going to be released and um, and that will be part of the, the transformation you know when we have anti-gravity machines when we have time travel machines, when we have healing machines that can um, 
you know, restore body health and just like in an instant, sort of like in uh, uh, Star Trek, you know. Yeah. I mean, those well, things are available. Yeah, no, and a lot of them are are currently a reality. It's just the governments are keeping them yeah. undercover, and I'm For, not sure why. Well, it's a control, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just a matter of a few people who uh, have their hands on that and, and have decided to keep it to themselves and unfortunately use it for control and war and destruction. And, uh, for example, free energy devices are well-known and are available, have been available, but they've been hidden by the patent offices and controlled. And as these things become available, then we're no longer dependent upon um, utilities and coal and oil and mm-hmm. people who control coal and oil and the money don't like yeah. to let go of that, you know. Well, Nicholas Tesla had, you know, his his way of, of doing electricity was to pull it out of, literally out of the atmosphere, and it would have been free. Exactly. Well, it, there, it, are, there are free energy devices that have been, um, that are functional and proven. They've, unfortunately, people have been harassed and been labeled as frauds, and some taken to, to trial, and, and the technology's been buried, but... And they've been buried into militarium and black projects, and and um, that I think there there are enough people awakening to this sort of thing that aren't going to participate in in this anymore, and are you know are going to demand that we uh, get the truth out. That well, yeah, would be and- what I call assertiveness of will, and well, there will be some yeah. conflict of wills in the process. I, I don't doubt that at all. The element of whistleblowers is definitely out there. And even yeah. even within the government, they're starting those, those um, the, the element of keeping secrets that would help humanity is, is absolutely um, something that a lot of people just these days just can't abide by. So that, so that one way or another, the information is getting out there. And while they keep trying to hide the information or... Or um, you know, label it an untruth. The, the reality is that the truth seems to have a life of its own, and it does rise above the conflict and the restriction that is put upon it. And, and eventually, it comes to the surface, so people can make choices and decisions according to you know having the correct information. And and yeah. I think this year, especially, the masses made their their voices heard to a degree that, that I haven't seen ever before, not only with the election, but, but with the pipeline and the Indians and, and you know, calling yeah. a halt to, to that pipeline and, and trying to protect the things that, that were sacred to them was amazing. And there's, Yeah, there's so many movements now that are like that, that are aspects of awakening. And, um, I, you know, I think that, the people there are so many people now that are restless and they they realize that something's wrong and and they may not know what it is and they may not be able to put their finger on it and, and you know a lot of people don't want to look at how bad it is and um it's an extension of our own individual you know i i have this theory that um it's not a theory i've seen it to be true that as we've talked about this before, every family has this some dysfunction. That's just part of being humanity. Uh-huh. Some families are more seriously dysfunctional than others. 
And what I've observed is that, you know, when that more often than not, we deny our dysfunctions and we repress them. And so those people who are dysfunctional go out into the world and they form dysfunctional institutions. And the ones who are most dysfunctional very often get to the top. Uh-huh. And and then when you have a dysfunctional leadership at the top, the desire of that leadership is to is to remain, you know, um, in denial, and to protect the dysfunction and to distort, it, you know, people who try to recognize the dysfunction, and uh, actually punish the people who point out the dysfunction. And when I work with clients, you know, there's a lot of times I'll work with clients and I'll say, you know, or I'll see it in a reading. It's like you've turned the corner and you're like 51% healthy and 49% dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you know, you've turned the corner and and you begin to see, oh, yeah, I'd rather live a healthy life than dysfunctional. Whereas when we are in the dysfunction and, and toxicity and don't see it. It's just part of our life. Well, it's sort of like maybe this as this year, coming year progresses, maybe it begins to turn where we're 51% seeing the light and 49% dysfunctional. <laughs> and things start to turn. I, you know, I, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. It, uh, it's hard to change the, the consciousness of mass consciousness. But at the same time, I think that people hunger so deeply for truth that when they finally have it in front of them, there's going to there'll be like a, a, just a exponential awakening. And so I don't say that's all going to happen in 2017. I see it as turning in that direction. Yeah, I see a decade uh, ahead for us as far as, and it's at least a decade that that it it feels to me as though that this is a time where there's going to be reorganization of a lot of thought processes and a lot of things and and I'm even looking at at the religious institutions as well it it feels as though um the people who are who are following a religious dogma at this point in time are beginning to wake up to the fact that there is more than that there and that, that if the institution itself is doing good all over the world, that's fabulous. And yeah. if, it's, if it's not, then there are other ways of helping those people who are less fortunate. Yeah. And, and stretching and, and, and beginning to stretch the, the spiritual concepts of life beyond a religious foundation. So that, so that I'm, seeing, I'm seeing actually the element of a particular religion starting to fall into the background while a spiritual concept is, is beginning to emerge that will take the place and grow beyond it. And I'm not, I'm not trashing any religion. I'm just saying that people are becoming more spiritually involved and committed than they are religiously oriented. And connected to their own truth rather than just taking dogma from someone else's mouth. Exactly. Exactly. I think that we're at a point in time where nobody trusts anything. And and so it's it's we're, we're all like Missouri, you know, prove it to me. And, <laughs> and we, we all become Missouri residents right about now. But what I am so excited about 
um, actually, is the fact that, that all of the, the mistruths that are out there, people are actually going and investigating and finding out what the truth is. Yeah. When somebody gives me something, I, I, I immediately check it out. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of like, no, that's not quite true. I know I, a friend of mine said that, that Melania Trump had posed for Playboy, and I, and I said, no, actually, it was British GQ. It was a pretty... You know, it, it, it was a beautiful picture. It was not in any way pornography. And she said, well, I didn't see the picture. I said, take a look at the picture. It's, it's, it's about as, as tame as you get, but it's a beautiful picture. Mm. And, and, you know, it's kind of like I am finding people, you know, saying things to me and, and my saying, you know, that doesn't really feel right. Let's look into it together and see what the actual literal truth is. And 90% of the time we, you know, when in researching, we discover that, oh, that wasn't quite true. Well, the Catholic Church has been posturing itself now for a long time to, to moving towards embracing the possibility of extraterrestrial contact. And, that you know, that um, there are other civilizations and other worlds and and uh, there's still a place for the Christ in that and, and loving each other and and uh, working in harmony. And that is one of my predictions that I think that there will be more coming from the church to acknowledge, uh, you know, a greater uh, vision of spirituality and um, embracing our place in a, in a greater community, meaning uh, a galactic community that our contact with other worlds and with other dimensions is continuing to expand now and uh, and um, you know there's a big movement towards uh, disclosure disclosure specifically meaning the uh, acknowledgement of contact that we've had for not only since the 40s and 50s but for hundreds of years and um, I think that's just I don't I just I'd be surprised if we get through this coming year without some formal uh, acknowledgement of our place, you know, in the greater galactic community and that there is interaction going on with other life forms and intelligences. And that, of course, would be huge change. Well, especially for for the United States, because, you know, countries like like Russia, like China, like like South America, I mean, they all are have been very open about what information they have and that, you know, yeah, of course there are extraterrestrials or there, there are, you know, there are vehicles that we can identify that kind of flit through the night sky. And I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that we're coming to a time where having stuff hidden from a populace a long time ago there, and I can't remember the year Patrick, Patrick talked about it often and I can't remember the year there was a study done as to what would the reaction of the general public be if we acknowledge the fact that there were um, visitors from other planets or extraterrestrials that, that, that we had contact with. And the report came back that the, the general population would be too frightened. It would it would lead to massive riots. And Is that recent? Be, or No, no. Back in the 70s or 80s. Oh, exactly. Would, yeah. And, and that philosophy has been the practice of the government in the United States anyhow ever since then and it all has to be kept undercover because the the general populace can't accept the fact now 
the fact that the general populace all accepts the fact and probably 90% say, of course, there are UFOs and of course, there are extraterrestrials. How could not there sure not quite be? that high, but it's, wow. I think it's tipping over to 68 or 70% of the when they take polls. Okay, that people, was just my but, hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, it, but, it, it's going to come to that sooner or later, but I, I think that it, by the end of next year, it will lean more towards disclosure, and I think you know I've been doing. I was doing a um, the preliminary work for an article that will go in a publication for February. And February, I, it hit me that February is a possible month where that might happen. That ah. we might get a, a disclosure from a from a, an open source, you know. A, a major announcement rather I mean we've had disclosure for years there's so many people now the astronauts generals uh, ministers of defense presidents uh, military people and thousands of people that uh, have acknowledged you know some connection but it's never been formally announced and um, I think we're getting I, I put February as a very likely time but then we'll see well, I can I can understand that, and you know I don't think that anything is going to land on the White House. I feel that that extraterrestrially speaking, that I I personally believe that if there is contact, if there is communication, and I feel there has been, it's going to be telepathic, and and that it will not be over the TV or the radio. But for, for me personally, I, I think that it's going to be a, a sense of, of those who have the, the consciousness to, to wrap themselves around it are going to hear the message and, and react to it to, to a great degree. I know when the UFO landed on my campus, I had three other roommates. I saw the UFO. One of them saw it and was terrified and frightened. She actually left school. And the other two stood right next to us and did not see a thing. So yeah. I do feel that it is where your awareness is, where your consciousness is, just yeah. just how much material you are going to be able to um, grow into and expand into. I think it would, it would have to be done somewhat in increments, right? Mm-hmm. Rather but than don't you, say, don't you big... think it's already begun? Well, it has for years, you know, I mean, it's been going on, but it just hasn't been available to the public. Now, there's more and more information available to the public, and uh, you can draw your own conclusions based upon, um, you know, the information. There's just a massive amount of information on the Internet now, and uh, people like Steve, uh, Steve Greer, is it? And his disclosure work and um, uh, multiple people. I was sort of was introduced to it back in the 50s. Um, I had um, a close family friend and she made acquaintance and friendship with a army colonel. This was in the mid 50s. And he was talking about Roswell. And well, you know, in the 50s, you just didn't talk about it much. No, and um, he, you know, he was bound by certain uh, codes of security, but he more or less said, you know, that that something happened there, and I think his word was, then there were critters, <laughs> is, <laughs> is the way that that <laughs> it was interpreted. And I've been watching it now since that time, and um, I've had a lot of observations of things that 
I couldn't explain in uh, conventional terms. And then, you you know, I just, I follow the, uh, a lot of the disclosure um, websites and the people investigating this. And I know from some personal experience and connection to people that have had contact and, um, you know, I get, a, get kind of a kick out of these people that said, well, I've been in this six years and I'm so disappointed that disclosure hasn't come yet. <laughs> and, uh, I, 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 I made my first prediction of disclosure somewhat naively and uh, numerologically uh, sound, but not, uh, socially naively in 1973. I made a <laughs> prediction that there would be disclosure soon. And well, I, I realize now I wasn't, as I say, numerologically it might have been good, but socially naive and politically naive just wasn't time. Yeah, I keep I keep predicting that the um, New Madrid fault line is going to go off again, and, and one of these years I'm going to be right. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it 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 just seems to me that it's time for it to go, and I keep seeing and hearing it go, and I I know that the government is 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 making ready for it to go, yeah. and I don't think they would make that kind of the kind of preparations that they've made if it wasn't imminent, and and I know that the to to for the government to say well it's going to go off so everybody you know evacuate and and then of course nothing happens so but but I. I just know for sure that that fault line is going to erupt again. And it would seem to me that I really thought it was going to be in, in 2016, but, but it, it will be a part of my, uh, my prediction for next year <laughs> yet again. Yeah. And you watch the one year I say, Oh, forget this. It's just never yeah, going to happen. That's, that's going to be the time. It, it, it's, it, I think I'm taking it personally to tell you the truth. <laughs> I don't want it to go off. The devastation would be horrendous. Oh, yeah. But With the population now, if if there was a quake the size of the one, when was it? The 18... 18 1813. 1813. If it was of that magnitude and it and it actually reverses the flow of the Mississippi and... Yeah, and it was a nine. They say it was a nine. Yeah, that would be devastating too and, you know, deadly too. Yeah, it's not exactly something to brag about, you know. Well, I got that one right, but but I, yeah. I you know, it's 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 funny. I I really trust where where my interest is drawn, where my, you know, where where I'm inspired to go, and things that 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 I'm drawn to. They they do open doors for me, and and that San Andreas fault, had just, it just won't go away. Yeah, I, I've I've had a similar experience. I I grew up in the uh, Western Washington, so I've been around quakes. And um, you know, I was in Alaska after the big one in '65, mm-hmm. and um, I moved from the from Western Washington several years ago. And my feeling is that the the Northwest is going to get one of those pretty pretty sizable, maybe not an eight or a nine, and maybe not the big one, but I think it's it's due very soon for. A pretty good shakeup, maybe six, you know, six point two, six point eight, somewhere in that range. Yeah, and well, I, yeah. I'm feeling that one very soon. Now, now there are four major fault lines in the United States. There's the San Andreas, and then there's one between California and the New Madrid line, and then there's the Hudson Valley one. And 
you know, we're built on fault lines. It's it's the fact that we're having so many um, um, quakes in the Oklahoma place, and and I believe that's because of fracking. To be personally, to to, to be frank, there's with that. no question that I mean that's even acknowledged by the the community, the scientific community, that fracking is contributing to earthquake activity. I mean that's just established fact. Now I don't know about how big of ones. But um, particularly around Oklahoma and some of the areas where heavy fracking, there have been multiple and, um, you know, just um, m- massive numbers of small quakes. I can't think of the word that they call it. but um, Small fl- small quakes. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> word for when they're, you know, just... Clusters. Uh, clusters. That's not it either, but you know what? I'm, yeah. It just doesn't... The word slips me, but... Um, It'll come to you at three o'clock in the morning. Do not call me and tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think coming. we can look at social upheaval. I think that the world's going to go through pretty massive um, economic and financial reset, and that's global, and that's already in motion. You know, the the European community is collapsing. The euro is falling apart. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty soon the American dollar, and I, th- I think people are aware that um, – that the the BRIC, you know, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, and more and more aligned nations are forming an entirely new economic foundation yeah. based on. Um, yeah, that that's our break, Lynn. We'll okay. be back in three to five minutes. And this is Nightlight. And if you like what you're listening to and hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener supported from the owner to the host to the producers who we can't live without to the staff. All are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you. Be it large or small, every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all keep on supplying information and material to educate and hopefully enlighten you that isn't found anywhere else. So, Lynn, we're back. We're back. I got the feeling that disclaimer might apply to us. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) actually, to tell you the truth, compared to what goes on on this station, we're pretty mild. (laughs) Well, that's comforting. If, if they're coming for anybody, we're way back in line. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a great radio station. It's the the people on the station are just phenomenal. Some of the other hosts that I've had the pleasure of talking to and and being on their shows or having me on theirs, um, it's it's an unusually um, wonderful eclectic group. They're they're unique for sure, and they put out information that is that is. Um, I, I'm sure it's found elsewhere, but it's not as easy to find elsewhere as it is here on Revolution Radio. It, it definitely. Yeah, um, I've heard. I've I've had um, have messages come at me from different directions that refer back to it. It sounds it sounds like a good thing. It's it's wonderful, and and you know the people are 
for the most part, extraordinarily intelligent and well-informed and, and not that others aren't. It's just that, you know, you do have people that really, really know what they're talking about. And that's, that's what's such a wonderful thing that, that you, I mean, gosh, one of the, one of the hosts, um, you know, was involved in MK Ultra. You have a lot of conspiracy stuff here, which is dynamic and, and wonderful to, to listen to yeah. and then go and research and figure out, you know, if you agree or disagree or, or it, 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 I think the wonderful thing about this station is it challenges you to think and have an opinion of your own. And that's what radio is supposed to do. I think. Yeah, exactly. There's hasn't been a lot of that in American consciousness for a long time. No, and and with the 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 way this this last election went, um, I was surprised that, that the element of of <clears throat> news news um, was was quite as biased as it was. I I I don't remember being as aware of the fact that that my goodness, newspapers and news stations, you know, actually had a political opinion. I thought they were just supposed to put the facts out there for us and let us well, make it. Yeah, up. I was watching it with my children and uh, one of the networks and, and they were really upset. And they actually said, and, and they, you know, they, 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 were, they, they were actually saying, you know, the people didn't listen to us. You know, and it's like, well, hello. It's, oh, you know, it's as if, uh, you know, they, it was supposed to go our way and they had all their projections and all their information and they were ready to make their big announcements like, whoa, what is this? They were devastated yeah. and angry. You could see you could see anger. Yeah, I know. And, and that that surprised me. I, I always thought, I mean, journalists are allowed to have their own opinion. Absolutely. But if they're reporting the news, they're supposed to do it without bias and i, I wasn't disappeared a long time ago yeah it probably did it's just that i wasn't aware of it and you know it was certainly brought out into the open um this particular you know time frame and i think that the fact that i i know i i last year was predicting that the masses are going to make their feelings known and they did and it was it was just it was the coolest thing because the everybody that has been been taken for granted suddenly had a voice and and there was no longer the apathy that once there was and people went to the polls and they voted and and they handed control of this country over to you know somebody that 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 you know a decade ago wouldn't wouldn't have had a chance but yeah. um and and he is either the best thing or the worst thing that ever happened to this country. <laughs> yeah, time will tell. Yeah, it will. But well, you had two very strong personalities, and it's polarized the country. You know, I mean, people are livid angry. Uh, you know, Hillary followers are livid angry. And uh, Trump followers would have been livid angry probably as well, you know. Oh, yeah, that, that's the one thing I said before before the election. I said no matter who wins, there are going to be riots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I said the same thing, and I, I mentioned that there would be a demands for recounts. Whoever won, and both sides are they're still discussing, you know, recounts and uh, voter fraud and. Oh, that, let's not forget not, Russia intervening too. I mean, yeah, well, that's going to be a interesting. 
yeah. scenario. But, but, but uh, out of the polarization, though, and when, when the anger subsides and, and people, um, hopefully people start to open their eyes and look and investigate and, and, and look deeper into what is going on and, and what is happening and how this came about. Because there's so many, so many sub-issues that are just bursting to come to the surface and so many things have been hidden you know of corruption and of uh, um, that was one of the things that the January February time frame that I saw I saw that foundations to begin to crumble and and you know foundations that had been based on lies were going to you know the 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 truth was going to be seen that foundations would crumble they would yeah if not totally disappear, you know, diminish in their in their power for sure. And I think that starts with the one year, and then in the two, when we get to two, the two thousand eighteen, a two year, two is the feminine energy, and that brings in the you know, intuition and and uh, expansion of consciousness, and hopefully a healthy feminine energy reemerges back in the planet, and that's when I think particularly. Um, more of these things will be uh, will come into conscious into the press and into conscious awareness for people to process and to explore and to resolve. Uh, it isn't all going to happen at once, but the tide is turning, and you know the light is getting brighter, and it's it's hard to stay in the darkness when the light uh, lights up. Yeah, and, but but there are those that are so. Um dedicated that are so oh pig-headed that 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 refuse that refuse that refuse to believe that change is happening i think that's that's what that's what outrages so many people they just they they could not believe or cannot believe that that there could be change that it that that the populace would not do what they were told and um I think it's a wonderful time. I think it's an enlightening time. It's a time where, where my only fear is that once, okay, the masses woke up, they're no longer apathetic. They voted for another candidate. Now stay awake, stay awake. Don't go back to sleep because, because you, you, you are, it is the masses that are, are, are those that will change and shift the tide if it's appropriate and you know they've given power to people but they should watch them they should not sit back and say well i trusted you now i'm going to get back to my life and i'm not going to pay any attention to what's going on that will be a big mistake well a lot of it is economic fear and and um, fear of loss of job and fear of loss of income and i mean that's going there are going to be some changes there we we're talking about brick and mm-hmm. the foundation of an entirely new economic system that's based on once again a gold uh, standard, and there is actual value to the to the currency. Whereas, you know, the central banks such as the Federal Reserve and the central banking, they just make up money. There's nothing. There's no value. You know, they need money. It literally just goes off the press, and um, people are discovering this and and. Um, finding out how they've been exploited by this and uh there's you know i don't know how many countries i think it's something like 183 countries now are moving towards that new economy and they're going to dump the dollar well that's going to cause some changes and uh, there will be some 
economic uh, bumps in the road ahead. And, you know, that's one of the easiest ways to control someone is through economy and salary and income and financial uh, dependency. So, you know, if you're working for uh, an oil company and, and all of a sudden there's not going to be a need for oil, that's scary to oil people. And, you know, the thousands of people are in the oil industry. Mm-hmm. Or if you talk about a, a device that um, that teleports, you, you, you walk into a device and you're teleported to Paris in five minutes. Well, you know, the people that work in the airline industries are going to be worried and frightened and, and this is scary. So... It's it's going to ha- take time, and there are going to be some bumps, and there are going to be some adjustments. But it's I think it's just it's almost past that um, crucial point, you know, the uh, turning point where we can't go back to the old darkness and the corruption and the the lies of you know of science, of religion, of the media, of education, of politics. Uh, the whole, you know, almost all the institutions uh, have been full of lies for so long, and I think it's just it, um, it's it's time where things are going to change. Well, they have to change because too many people are recognizing the fact that that there are so many lies out there that, um, and the corruption has been, you know, my grandfather in the in the, let me see the. <clears throat> In the in the twenties and thirties, was involved in politics. He was a Massachusetts state senator, and there was the good old boy system then, but it was different. It wasn't it wasn't as underhanded and it wasn't as corrupt. I mean, I, I'm sure for the time it was, but but nothing like it is today. And I I really like um, the fact that that there is someone who's not a politician in, in office so that, so that, you know, he doesn't know anybody, anything (laughs) that, that appealed to me. Well, he's certainly not politically correct. No, (laughs) (laughs) but, but let's face it. Our government is a corporate institution and it hasn't been run like one ever. So it's, it's going to, you know, it, it is going to be, there is going to be a lot of change, but, but I'm seeing it, it, um, involving with consciousness, certainly, but but also I'm seeing it, you know, uh, on a global scale. It's almost as though everybody suddenly woke up and realized that things were out of hand and they had to start becoming more involved in their own reality. And it's a very exciting time. And, and you know, when you go back and you look at, at times of change and times of struggle and times of stress, that's when we as a group, as a species, as humanity, has shown the brightest. It, it's usually when, when uh, unfortunately, we're at war. I mean, you look at World War One and World War Two. that's when the country was really, they spoke with one voice. And so I'm not, I'm seeing a war, but not, not this, not the traditional sense of war. I'm seeing there, there being a war that is that is coming that that is going to be a philosophical war, and it's going to be, but but a war nonetheless. And and I I do hope that in the times of difficulty, and I'm sh- and I know they're going to be there, that we begin to pull together as one again instead of all of this isolate group 
you know, and fighting and infighting and, and, and taking pot shots at one another. We don't get anywhere if we're isolated. We only get somewhere if we unite instead of divide. Well, that has, uh, I'm, uh, it reminds me of going back to the issue of wills. There's the will of nations. And, you know, you can have your own nationality and the individuality of that nationality because, you know, it's like pies. You know, you, there are different pies around the world and each pie has its flavor and each nationality has its flavor and its contribution. And um, yet you recognize the will of others and then you, you, you bring your individuality into the collectivity rather than giving up your um, individuality and everybody, you know, thinking the same and uh, being programmed to, to perform in a certain way. So, there, you know, I think nationalism will come back, but it doesn't have to be a nationalism of conflict. It's a nationalism that each recognizes that individuality and the will of others and then you you work in harmony and you extract the best of each of those and then that is contributed to the whole and i think that will come eventually but uh there's you know there's just as individuals have egos there's national pride and when you have national pride and then national pride is injured and then you know you become isolationist and defensive and combative Mm-hmm. And um, those are the kinds of things that I think, you, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in nationalism and at the same time acknowledging the nationalism and the will of other nations and of other people. And when you can um, bring, you know, you, you, can, you take the contribution of the best of each of those and bring it to the whole. And that's where I think that a, a wholeness exists, but you're not losing your identity into the whole. You're bringing your individuality to make the whole greater, and um, we haven't had that for a long time. And it, it, it's going to take time, and it's going to take time to break down old ways of thinking. You know, whatever that may be—financially, socially, spiritually, religious, scientific thinking. You know, science is taking huge leaps now, and we're we're entering a literally entering other dimensions and interacting with other dimensions so you know if you metaphysically we talk about veils being rendered Mm -hmm. uh and even in science now they're talking about multiple dimensions and multiple realities and I, i think the truth is they've already been exploring those and traveling to those and that when we watch star trek and and star wars and some of these they're literally literally true Oh, yeah. I, I fully agree that, that the movies and television have been preparing our consciousness for the reality that is yet to come. Um, but, but you know, I, I, I want to try and take some time here to um, give people a little something that they can utilize for um, how they are going to be able to be dealing with um, – their lives as we come into 2017. Now, we've said that that's going to be a one year and that's time of, of beginnings and fresh starts and all sorts of stuff. We've really talked Universal about, year. Yeah, it, yes, it's a universal year. But but people have a personal year and that personal year is is gotten from their birth date. 
So you take, the, to determine the personal year, you take the month of birth, the day of birth, and then the universal year. So if we're talking about 2017, um, I have to do this with paper. I, I've told you before, my ex-wife used to say, Lynn, you're a wonderful numerologist. You just can't add. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to put this in front of me. But let's say, let's say your birthday was December 5th. Okay. So you would take 1 plus 2 is 3, plus 5 is 8, and then you would add that to 2017. So that would be 9, 10, 11, and 7 is 18, I believe. So 7, 8, 9, 10, 15, 16, 17, 18. So the total would be 18. 1 plus 8 equals 9. So if okay. you were born, for example, December 5th, then 2017 would be a nine personal year. So those listening, you take the month and the day, and then um, at one you, you can cheat and just add one to that. Actually, for the, yes. for purposes <laughs> okay. of what we're doing, which 2017 is two plus one is three plus seven is ten. One plus zero is one. So we call so that reducing it to a single digit. Okay, so if someone has, with that configuration, <clears throat> comes up with a one, that would be their personal year, right? It would be a one personal year for them. Uh, if their total, if the total of the month and day adds up to a nine, then it's going to come out a one personal year. Okay, so, so with that, with that, if 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 that comes out that way what would those people be experiencing in 2017 well so uh, so a person with a one personal year in a in a one universal year the positive side of that is they're going to be kind of on a positive side they're connected to the changes uh-huh. And 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 if they are working, if they are working in a healthy way with their own will, and 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 working to establish their own clarity of individuality and identity, then um, then they um, would they would be um, attuned to the changes, and more likely they would be like inspired and leaders and innovators. And uh, very helpful in um, alleviating fear of change and and creating optimism and encouraging changes and facilitating people making that change. If they if they are frightened or control freaks, then they're not going to want to let go. You know, uh-huh. so they're going to they're going to be afraid of change. They're going to def- defend their old thing and hold on to it and protect it and shoot anyone that comes in the door that changes it. And so, you know, it depends where you are at individually and how you respond to your own, you know, to the lessons of that cycle. So on a positive side, as I said, a a person in that one year sees, you know, would ideally have a greater vision and recognize what's going on and and can be um, adapt to the changes, make it easier for other people to adapt to the changes and um and work, you know, put their wills together with someone else to accomplish more rather than than using their will to compete or to be better or to know more 
or to cling to the past. Uh-huh. And um, I call that passive will, you know, well, I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not going to do that. I call <laughs> it pa- passive uh, passive will. Okay, so. So, so if, if a person is in a two personal year, in a one universal year, then um, it uh, two is the number of um, of self-image. It is the number of cooperation. It is the number of diplomacy. So a person going through a two-year is, is first of all, it's sorting out your own um, identity and, and um, you know, sort of looking, it's looking at both sides of, a, of the polarity and then coming to a truth in the middle. <clears throat> so um, a two-person is is um likely to get confused by everything and you know a frightened to is going to be confused and critical and nitpicky and and uh, uh hesitant and sort of, you know playing people against each other and clinging to the old image and to the old reality uh a positive to is 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 Letting go, realizing that my identity is not attached to this job, my identity is not attached to my position in this society, which I don't want to change because, I, you know, I'm the mayor of Littlesville and I have prestige. And if things fall apart, then I won't have leadership anymore. It's it's letting go of attachment to the false reality and idols, and connecting to the true self-image and to you know your your true eternal identity and then um if 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 the individual is going through that and in a positive state then they are the mediators you know twos are the ones calm down things are going to be okay let's work together uh, you know let's not criticize let's see what we have in common they're the negotiators the peacemakers and at their best that is what they would do you know is is uh sort of soften the the differences between polarities and find a common ground for people to work together. Mm-hmm. Three is, in a three year, three is the number of um, sexuality. It is the number of creativity. Um, it is the number of um, joyfulness and self-expression. So a three in a one year, um, if they, you know, if they, if they see, if they look at it negatively and see chaos and see control and they can get, you know, kind of uh, emotionally sensitive and discouraged and um, resentful and fearful and um, kind of go into hiding, we call it frozen feelings. Um, whereas a, a positive three who is integrating um, and... and, um, and and connecting to their their inner creative uh, potential in in chaos they will see you know in conflict they will see the brighter side and they are the ones who who sing and who dance and who bring harmony and bring a lightness of heart and um, a, a sense of joyfulness and they you know they walk with the angels and speak the the speech of the angels and would be sort of in, the uh, in, they would give inspiration through their vision and through their 
their you know their uh, joyfulness and the the way they express themselves um so four verse in the four year four is the number of work and um job and uh, laying the foundation to what you really want to do so a four in a one year again if there can you know if they're like workaholics or attached to their work and afraid to let go of that they would see this it changes as you know they would could become frightened by that and fearful of loss of job and and uh, stubborn and set and, and clinging whereas uh, a four who's awakening also four is related to the inner work and uh, a four who is awakening can see the possibility I have something greater to do and um, let go of attachment to the external images and the, you know the uh, the perks of um, the standard way of working and and fours then would have the possibility to to kind of um, pull people together and they would be good at building a foundation and saying okay that this is crumbling but look what we can build here and if they're inspired you know they are the practical people how to reconstruct how to restore how to build the foundation of something completely new a, f a person in a five year uh, in a one universal year five is the number of change it is the number of experience it is the number of life it is the number of living and uh, again, uh, they, if they look at the, at the changes, they may see if they're stuck and afraid of change and clinging to, you know, a certain lifestyle, then the, the, if they go into fear-based, they, again, they could become like um, the, the five in a five-year would, the tendency would be fear of change and uh, um, they, you know, might uh, respond to that with, you know, going, uh, losing control and going into alcoholism or drugs or some form of escapism because they just can't deal with reality. Whereas uh, an awakened five can see the possibility of an entirely new life and an entirely new set of laws, an entirely new social structure. And that is based on the laws of living, the laws of living meaning based on the laws of living that come from connection to the universal laws and the application of universal law in our life rather than, you know, clinging to outworn um, uh, codes and, and laws and, and structures of society. A sixth person, a person in a sixth year, six is the number of healing, it is the number of counseling, it is the number of doctors and lawyers and teachers. So the sixes uh, would be, if they are uh, fearful, sixes would be, you know, emotional and chaotic and and uh, fearful and, you know, emotionally unstable, that sort of thing. An awakened six uh, going through a six-year, that six vibration, sixes would be like um, the the nurses, the healers, that would bring out the best of their abilities to counsel, 
to um, heal literally, you know, like they may discover an alternative form of healing and be able, you know, like, for example, if we're in crisis, to touch someone and stop bleeding from taking place, uh, to say the right word, to, to, to you know, to, to have that natural bedside manner that would be exactly appropriate for someone else who is in crisis or afraid or worried or frightened. Uh, seven is the number of uh, intellectuality, and uh, the higher seven is the number of intuition. Sevens, you know, in the seven cycle, people tend to get very analytical and uh, logical and intellectual. So a, a seven person going through a one year, it it in, it inspires new ways of thinking. It encourages uh, breaking through dogma and rigid attitudes and opening up to intuition and trusting a higher wisdom that's coming into your life. And um, then, uh, you know, taking that wisdom and that intuitive uh, guidance and then helping others to make very appropriate decisions rather than panicking and going into, you know, uh, fear-based thinking. An eight in a one year, or a person going through an eight personal year and a one universal year, uh, has a lot to do with authority. Eight is the number of authority. It is the number of management. It is the number of leadership. So again, a, a crisis, a negative eight or a crisis, a, a eight in crisis, may be afraid of losing control. You know, perhaps they've had a position of wealth or importance. And they're suddenly afraid of losing their their control or their hold on a particular um, role that they play. Whereas um, an enlightened eight can see this to assume leadership, and an enlightened eight connects to the higher laws and higher um, rules and regulations and structures of society. And uh, an enlightened eight in the in time of crisis rather than asserting their will or controlling uh, uses their leadership to to make wise decisions to encourage people to be, feel empowered to uh, deal with things from strength rather than from fear and to uh, you know um, encourage their own uh, mastery and, and leadership so wow. uh, uh, <clears throat> A nine person in a nine personal year going through a one universal year. Nine is, as we've talked about, letting go of and clearing out the old stuff that doesn't work anymore. And if they're afraid of that, then again, um, the uh, nines could become very depressed and cynical and, you know, oh, it's the end of the world, you know, there's nothing we can do and kind of a sense of hopelessness and despair. Whereas an enlightened, an enlightened nine, nine is the number of revelation. It is the number of utopia, of, of attainment, of perfection. So nines could, uh, at their best, would have the vision, uh, you know, a greater vision that sees a greater picture and is able to, to describe uh, in more um, enlightened terms and to sort of put people at ease by by seeing uh, the, the wholeness and what is coming and what is being reborn rather than what is falling apart. 
Yeah. Wow. What well, you know? It, I think I think it's important for people to realize that that uh, and and that th- these numbers are they aren't random. I mean, they they come from your birth date. They come from your name. Some of them. I mean, it 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 does give you a deeper understanding, a new perspective, a new way of looking, a new modality to understand your reality and help you and help you to utilize the strengths that are there for you that you possibly haven't realized were there. And that's one, one, one aspect for sure. I mean, it, it just to, to understand that your name and your birth date give you certain potentials and that if you want to work with those potentials, then then you can more greatly enhance the vibrancy of your life. And yep. you know, it, it's just, I think to me, it's it's just so, you know, people who walk around and complain a lot and don't realize that, that you know, we create our reality by our perception of it. Our perception is whatever we want to make it. And if you understand the gifts that you have each lifetime that that come in with you that 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 you know that that be you know your birth date and certainly your name at birth um often that does have other you know it applies to other aspects of of being able to find strengths and weaknesses and it it helps you to be aware of as to where there might be a weakness so you can watch for it and you can handle it better Yes, that's a that's used to be a numerologist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> well, study but that's for true. I mean, you've said it really well. That um, that's a, exactly one one aspect is that it it, um, it opens the door to possibilities and potentials, and at the same time, it can help make you aware of where you might be placing limitations or repressed issues or. Uh, um, hiding from uh, you know something in your past that um, is is in the way, and um, I think that that particularly applies to this coming year. You know, one of the things that I think is going to just explode is the sexual issues, and particularly the exploitation of women and children in sex trafficking and um, uh, sexual abuse and. Um, massive uh it just it's i i can't understand how women of the world aren't aware of this and aren't standing up and uh doing something about what's happening to hundreds of thousands and millions of women and young children particularly in war zones where women are being taken and put into forced into marriages or are sold into prostitution and young children now are being taken globally you know and putting into um sexual abusive rings and 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 prostitution and exploitation and i think that's just going to that how extensive it is and pervasive it is is a big issue in the coming year and the next two years particularly and people are just going to be flabbergasted and i i hope upset and i hope willing to you know contribute to change and put an end to this uh, that's one thing I see, uh, and it's already started. If you're aware of PizzaGate, I am. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the tip of the very tip of the iceberg as to how deep it goes, and 
I, uh, well, I've it's been... horrifying that women were involved in it. Well, that's part of it too, and it goes right to the top of powerful women uh, yeah. and men and major institutions around the globe. Well, I think that that old saying that that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, um, that's a is, good one. Is very very true. Yeah, and and so uh, yeah, as far as 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 far as the plight of women. Um, they have been so pushed down that they don't have the realization that they have the power to throw off those yeah. bound, bonds and bounds and and well, it's and, thousands years of patriarchal control, you know, and that's why I'm really watching this because you know we go into a one year and it's 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 important collectively and individually how men look at themselves and their masculinity. And then how they, you know, and then how they embrace their femininity, and if they do that in a healthy way, then then women will be included back into the world place of you know prominence and contribution on a on an equal and exchange basis, rather than um, you know uh, controlled and uh, and um, held in positions of of minority positions and denied access to express what women are best at doing, you know, their wisdom, their healing capacity, their compassion, and um, the qualities that have been lost in thousands of years of male dominance. Yeah, I just, you know, you look back on it, and women are, are, there is great wisdom in women. There is great insight and and inspiration in women and for some reason men have shut that aspect of themselves down thinking it 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 weakened them or it implied weakness yep. and it, it it truly implies great strength and great courage but um it, it's going to be interesting to see that you know how women do because there are there are hordes of of extremely wonderfully powerful intelligent women out there that are just ready to step into roles that that um allow them to demonstrate their their ability to to govern or to rule or whatever and it just and and i'm not saying rule in this country i'm just saying that that globally there are there are places where women can have power so some areas that that you know that it'll take longer than others. <laughs> yeah, and you you see, you have the issue of women having been treated, mistreated, and abused for so long. There's a lot of collective anger, you know. I mean, there's just massive anger in the feminine polarity, and then that comes out through what I call negative animus, which is a is an angry, nasty willfulness. And these women are can be as cruel or worse than men in power. Oh, yeah. Because of that, you know, <clears throat> thousands of years of that um, pent-up anger and repression from having been abused, from having been denied. And so you have that aspect of feminine willfulness that, you know, that that's it's going to take time to heal because it's gone on for a long time. And pardon my French, but there are a lot of really pissed off women in this world. <laughs> and uh, yes, I don't are. know if they I don't know if they beat me out or not. 
and uh, and that's not to be critical of the feminine energy. It's rightfully so because of the way that that has you know that has been such a long tradition of male control and patriarchal control, and and so that's why I think this year you know the one year um, accentuating that uh, brings to attention the 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 willfulness of women as well as the willfulness of men which is kind of a masculine attribute of femininity. And there's a lot of that uh, pent-up anger that, that, as I say, there's some really cruel women and you put them into control, they're more abusive, more controlling than some of the men. Well, you know, there was a time, and we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, where brute strength was what was going to keep everybody safe. And... Women just didn't have the brute strength, so men tended to take control. And once they got it, they didn't ever want to let it go or share. And and so, you know, we come to a time where brute strength isn't really a determination of anything other than... Well, now it's mental control and uh, propaganda and uh, control of consciousness. And women are good at that. Well... You know, you you get you get an angry woman, and, and they can be pretty nasty. You know, it's sometimes more sometimes more cruel than their male counterparts. It, you know, it, it's again, it's not to be critical. It's just to it's to acknowledge the the pent up energy that's gone into that over thousands of years, literally of misuse, abuse, denial. Uh-huh. Oh, there's uh, a rage, there's a rage there for sure. Yeah, but but. Um, Hopefully we won't see that because, you know, an extreme of any sort doesn't doesn't serve anyone any good at all. Well, I think that, that more important is that, it, that allow it to come to the surface, but allow it to come to the surface in a way that can be processed in a healthy way and resolved and then take that anger. You know, angry willfulness is basically um, is just passion. That gets you know that turns into anger, and you release that anger, and then that passion goes back into manifestation of creativity, of of the um, enormous creative potential that women have, and let them express that again in a rightful place, mm-hmm. and a, and um, a healthy world, and I you know I it it's. We're going to see the dark side and, and a lot of angry uh, actions uh, by women who have been um, treated that way and and are you know are acting it out and working through it. So there'll be some some difficult times again. But if it's acknowledged and recognized and processed, then their strength you know their their strength is returned, combined with their wisdom and and their universal connection to higher laws and and they um you know will assume a rightful place in leadership uh teaching healing and all facets of humanity oh i totally agree with you and and it just it's it's going to be interesting to watch it really is i'm i'm yeah, yeah. it's i i it's it's going to be a difficult year but i think when it's over we'll see the the a, the little the shimmering of light coming through, <laughs> and that that then 
and those who really are connected will know that it is going to dispel the darkness with time. It's going to take some time. Yeah, I, I do feel that, that um, we're coming into a greater time of enlightenment and consciousness rising. And, yeah. uh, you know, so many people talk about consciousness now that never before even acknowledged it. So that so that it is becoming a, a part of our the vernacular and people can talk about it and feel feel okay and comfortable with the term. So we're yeah. coming out of the darkness for sure. Well, that's part of the the cosmic input because we are receiving, you know, literally, literally, you know, photons and and even science has acknowledged that there are we are being infused with energies galactically that they don't know what it is. Uh-huh. Met- metaphysically, we speak of it as the ascension consciousness or the, you know, uh, preparing for a dimensional shift or, you know, rendering the veils and um, yes. Turn. Yeah. And what? <laughs> All good terms. Yeah. And but, and but so, it, it's a fact. I mean, it is it is truly a time which the potential for the human race um, is far greater than it's ever been before because things are crumbling so that there is a and, yeah. and, and quite often that, that if if you have a building that doesn't have a great foundation and you take it down to bear bear you know to 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 the good foundation and build upon it again with better material you have a structure that will stand the, the test of time to a greater degree and i and i feel that that's what's going on i feel that a lot of our our organizations our foundations are are crumbling because they were based on lies and they just don't stand the test of time yeah. and and so we have the opportunity to to finish the deconstruction element and then clear the ground to start building something that is healthier and fairer to to the to the whole population instead of just a simple part of it um in in my mind up to up to um this year the element of there was the middle class has disappeared and and i'm i'm really hoping hoping that that it will reform and restructure because you know i was okay being you know lower middle class or middle middle class i don't like being upper lower class <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah doesn't, doesn't well the day will come when when we are all prosperous, and that will require a, a massive restructuring of our thinking towards uh, money and economic systems. And um, the next step, I think, is is getting back on a, a a gold standard and on currencies that do have value and exchanges that are based on real real goods and true value. And uh, eventually, I see a world without currency or money because it won't need it when we're truly enlightened. But that's that's not next year. No, <laughs> I think we're going to come. We're going to have to come back in in a next life or two. Yeah, and, and <laughs> next one or two millenniums. Yeah, I, but but I do see that time coming. I totally agree with you. I, I feel that there that sooner or later that that we will all have a greater understanding of the fact that, that, that we are one family. And when that happens, then, then we've got something going. Because, but, you know, until that time, I don't think we're going to be welcome into a greater cosmic community if, if we are so easily distracted and, 
and we fall into such, you know, special little... Well, not with our destructive potential, you know, with the, the release of atomic energy and that sort of thing. Uh, I think they'd be hesitant to have us traveling around their... <laughs> I think, I, I their, personally their kingdoms, believe... you know. Yeah, I personally believe that the Earth is in quarantine. Well, there's yeah. a lot of theories that suggest that, and it wouldn't surprise me. And until we can, you know, again, the element of we're one family, and... And if we work as one, we're going to be fine. But but if we if we have the infighting that that you know every family has, um, it, it, it's going to it's going to hold us back. But yeah. but 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 as far as next year goes, it does feel that the, while there is going to be change and shifting, and in some in some cases, bad stuff. Good stuff comes comes eventually. Lynn, thank you so much. I okay, so appreciate yeah. this. Yeah, it's been great. I'll, I'll talk to you before next year. Okay, bye-bye. Good night, man. This is Barbara DeLong, host of Nightlight Radio, inviting you to join me on a cosmic journey, exploring a metaphysical montage of spiritual material, covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between including spiritual readings for those who seek enlightenment. Let Nightlight provide you with equal measure of light, love and laughter, insight, wisdom, and inspiration. Monday nights, 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Studio B, Revolution Radio, at freedomslips.com. Who are we? Where do we come from? Are you curious about the origins of the human race? Join me, Gavin McCall, and a variety of guests on Ancient Humans, where we decipher world events, explore scientific